Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. As an editorial team, we're used to having some debate and discussion about which stories are big enough or interesting enough to feature in this podcast. But, as it has with so much of our usual lives, COVID-19 has taken this discussion away. The health crisis has become the context for every discussion, upending our daily lives and turning business plans and strategies on their heads. So as we adapt to a new world of working and podcasting from home, We've used our newly sharpened Zoom skills to catch up with leading CMOs from three different sectors and gain their insight on the role brands and technology have to play through this turbulent time. And it's something of an all-star lineup. From the banking sector, we're joined by Pete Markey, Chief Marketing Officer at TSB. In the travel corner, we have Simon Lloyd, CMO at Holiday Price Comparison Service, Icelolly.com. And to give the sport and entertainment perspective, we're joined by Zoe Clapp, the newly appointed CMO for Premiership Rugby. And to ask all the questions, you have me, Rory from Propeller. So how do you communicate in a crisis? For many brands, this is a question they have never truly had to consider until now. We asked TSB's Pete Markey what he's made of how brands have engaged and adjusted their marcoms around the crisis so far. I think what's been really interesting is watching brand behaviour over the last couple of weeks and seeing actually brands that have really sort of lent in and lent a hand in terms of the crisis and also both in their response and what they're doing and also how tonally I think they've started to shift to recognise how people are feeling as well. And it's affecting our sector in banking too. So we've, we've had to make adjustments quite rightly to both uh, how we run our branches, uh, the service we offer and uh, the products and services we're able to provide our customers as well. But you can see that in far reaching, you know, from Unilever with helping with uh, hand sanitising products to Dyson and ventilators, I think there are a whole range of brands that are adapting and evolving, both their approach and also their proposition at the, un- the sort of unprecedented times we find ourselves in. But while some brands are changing, Simon Lloyd of Icelody.com believes that this is an opportunity for others to return to their roots. So I think generally this is, while this is um, in a difficult times for brands, it's also a time when brands can really uh, go back to their values and to their roots and really think about who they are and why they exist and what they can be doing to support in an optimistic and positive way um, this this crisis that is happening. You know, I commend brands that have taken a stance to really engage positively but responsibly to what's happening. The likes of the retailers, John Lewis, Primark, they obviously shut early, McDonald's shutting down early to protect both their staff, but also very clear communications about why this is important, um, not only for uh, the nations in which they're operating, but also for them as a brand and protecting uh, protecting their employees. And I think actions like that and the way brands behave will be remembered as we come out of the crisis. So those that do act responsibility are responsible by their customers and their employees, I think will put them in a positive light. So Icelady, we're, we're taking a, a similar approach. Uh, we obviously are a travel business and we had very early uh, foresight for what was happening because we were seeing the trends uh, as things this uh, coronavirus started to take hold. Travel was one of the first areas that was hit and it had, has been incredibly difficult for us a business. But we are in the business of holidays and they will come back. And 
when people come out of this crisis, we hope that people will want to celebrate the fact that this is uh, through the worst and, and go on holidays and we'll be there to provide the right services when that happens. But for the immediate time, it's really back to us as a brand, which is about the joy and experience of holidays. So our staff have taken it on themselves to actually start recreating holidays at home. We have a hashtag on our social media channels, uh, hashtag holidaying at home, where staff have been creating little videos um, of holidays, for example, doing surfing or creating campfires or going on home safaris. And it's really good fun. And it's just it's not about selling product. It's just about saying look, we're a brand. We can't go on holiday, but we can still have holidays at home. And that's the kind of brand we are. It's a it's a fun thing. Yes, serious things are happening out there uh, in the world. But, you know, people while at the home can still dream of having holidays and, and create a little bit of fun environment at the home. And and that's what we're adapting as a brand stance is to do that kind of uh, activity. Zoe Clapp echoes these thoughts that in times of crisis, brands should stay close to their core personality, but also emphasises that communication is a street that goes two ways. I think the main thing on tone of voice in, in this crisis, which is obviously so different from anything that any of us have encountered before or um, in any times of crisis really is for the brand not to change personality during the during that time so if you're an entertainment brand i do think it's still appropriate to speak uh, you know in a in an entertaining way so long as you're mindful of the mood of the country and the mood that is out there um you know which would speak differently than a fashion brand which would speak differently than a financial services brand which would speak differently to a charity so i think the first thing to say is don't change personality overnight I think the ones where it's felt clunkier has been when, you know, a brand has come across as overly earnest or overly, you know, the letter from the CEO uh, saying that they're there to support you through this difficult time when you're like, oh, you're a garden centre that I visit, visited three years ago. That doesn't sound right. However, if you're a streaming service saying, hey, we've got some great shows to show you while... Um, you know, while you're at home, that's fine. I think that's, that's okay. That's a good thing. And then I think the main thing is communication's two ways, isn't it? One is how you speak outwardly. But the biggest part of communication is thinking about your audience. And obviously your audience is feeling decidedly different to how they felt a month ago. Um, and I think, you know, there, there is a model for thinking about how these kind of crises and, and you know, this pandemic is landing with people on a global level, at a national level, or an industry level. And that's the change curve, which we're all well aware of. And you can plot out how this pandemic is moving across the change curve. You know, there was shock and surprise. There was clearly denial uh, early on when people were trying to figure out, is it as bad as they think it's going to be, you know, or is it not? And, and there was that period. And then there was the frustration period of people realizing that they were going into lockdown. And that actually, you know, it was mooted for quite a long time. But I think actually it was quite a shock to people when that lockdown actually happened. And that was the biggest shift in mood. Um, and obviously, um, then the next phase that we expect people to go into is, is depression. And certainly we have felt some of that. And I think brands just need to be mindful of the shift between these. As Zoe says, communication goes two ways. For brands and CMOs, how they continue to communicate internally is just as important as their external messaging to consumers. 
We'll start with Zoe, as she is needed to rely on digital communication tools to connect with her colleagues more than most, having only started her role a matter of days before lockdown measures kicked in. So obviously I'm in a sort of interesting situation in that I hadn't had uh, proper meetings with all of my team by the time we went into lockdown. So I am still very much in a getting to know you um, phase with my team. So that's added an extra layer to it, if you like. And um, certainly my approach to technology is um, the technology that everyone finds easy to use and that is sort of seamless, that you just don't notice the technology part of it is the one that you want to use. And so I think the, uh, you know, the, the use of Zoom and throughout this time is very much justified. Zoom has just been absolutely brilliant for me to be able to a spend lots of time with the team at Premiership Rugby, but also, you know, since this crisis started, we've we've set up a board. So we so now I run um, a team across all of the different clubs in the league as well, and we get together via Zoom and just have regular catch ups as well. I suppose the the interesting thing that i was able to do was so you know you can use it in quite a formal way like that where you know there are big announcements that are going to affect um lots and lots of different stakeholders third parties commercial partners and you can use technology in that way to make sure that everyone is updated but similarly you know from an internal comms point of view setting up with my team because i was aware that i didn't know them very well and so we just set up challenges so week one um, when we weren't in lockdown, it was go play rugby everywhere, send us a video, the winner gets, uh, on our Friday lunchtime meeting, the winner gets a delivery delivered to your house during our lunchtime catch-up. And so we did that. The second week we were in lockdown, and so we did a, you know, the most creative workspace, which I can tell you, the team were so phenomenally creative and so um, amazingly competitive, which should have been no surprise at all. But stuff like that was really brilliant for us all we all felt like we spent some time together. We have a couple of beers together on a Friday afternoon, the whole company. And it's just a really nice way, you know, of spending time together. For Simon, it's all about the tools which can recreate and capture the moments of human interaction between the team. Yeah, I mean, we're in a position where we're a digital business. We've used a lot of the collaboration tools for a while now in terms of how we work. We have a a workforce where we mix it up between our HQ and Leeds and, and people out working for home. So we're quite used to it. Obviously, this is the first time we've had all our operational staff all working for home. And we're finding tools such as Slack incredibly useful. They're great for the real-time communication about different project teams that are working on activities that we are doing. But also enables and encourages the other side of office life, the cultural side of things where people can have interaction with their colleagues and the coffee machine moments, for example, and we keep that going and that's fun. Um, we're also using Google Hangouts a lot, as I think a lot of people are, and, and other products like Zoom. It's good to see other people and have that interaction because I think whilst a lot of activity can be done remotely, whether it's one of our developers coding all the way through to one of our customer service advisors, it's good to see other people and have that interaction and keep the cultural side of working going. And it's and um, so far, so good on that. As we've heard from our CMOs, a huge part of the job is adapting quickly to this new world and new way of working. But equally, it's about readying their brands to be on the front foot when normal service resumes. For Simon and Zoe in the travel and sport industry, this is particularly true. Well, I mean, we can use this time to 
um, really think about areas of our customer experience. So, you know, we're a digital business. Um, all our business comes through our online uh, platform. Um, it gives us time to really optimize that and spend some time in making that the best experience possible for our customers. It gives us an opportunity to look at um, our brand side uh, of the business. We're very driven on the commercial side as a business of, of bringing people to our site and then serving up and offering the best holiday deals and packages with all our partners, whether that be TUI or Jet2. Um, so when you're in the day-to-day -day churn, it's very much driven by, you know, ultimately driving a good experience for customers, but driving the volume and the commercial side. This gives us chance now to think about, okay, how can we best put some time into thinking about our brand and relating that brand to our customer experience so that we have a much better offering for when we are coming out the other side. Uh, and clearly, we, we will need to be ready. Um, we do see that demand will bounce back quickly and it should be, um, the market should respond and regrow very quickly at that time. The competitive side, of course, is that there will be lots of offers that will be really good for the consu consumer uh, and our job will be to serve up those best offers and deals to our customers so that they, they do get the best offering. So spending time really thinking about how we will react to that when the, we come out into the positive side of this. For Zoe in the sports industry, it's a matter of planning for the various scenarios we can envision ahead. But more importantly, the best way to be ready is for the team and players to be fit and mentally healthy. So I think the, the main thing that we can do right now is just scenario plan for different eventualities. And so, and so that's what we're, um, what we're focused on. You know, you look at, you know, last year, some of the biggest commercial TV figures in the UK were for rugby. And, and we know that it's the kind of sport that really does bring people together. Um, but all we can do right now is scenario plan, look after our staff, look after players. You know, the players um, need to be kept in the loop. We've got, you know, the best players in the world and they need to be rested. They also need to, we need to make sure that uh, we're looking after their mental health as well. You know, they are team players. They're not used to isolation. So we're looking after uh, those guys, looking after the communities as well. You know, um, the rugby clubs pay a big part of their communities. And so the rugby clubs have been absolutely phenomenal in terms of um, looking after their communities, delivering food, running a campaign called Make That Call which is about finding people who are feeling isolated, you know, especially elderly people, people who work for the emergency services, and just making sure they've had a phone call, making sure that they have had someone to chat to. And some of those stories have been brilliant. And that campaign just grows and grows. Pete notes that planning for the future is naturally important. But for brands and for people right now, the best thing you can do is simply listen. Yeah, and I think at the moment, clearly, what we're facing is really serious, isn't it? As, as, a, as not just a country, but also globally. And I think uh, the most important thing is to keep listening at the moment. So we're doing a lot, both in terms of social listening and also ongoing research, both with us and our agencies, to check, you know, how are people feeling? And I think that, that there'll be a moment when we'll all, as brands and people, want to move on. But right now, we're really in, in right in the heat of what's going on and, and the absolute need to respond to what customers you know need of us as a bank and need of other brands at the moment to really meet their needs as those evolve on a daily basis so um so no look i i, I very much think that there's a moment to look to the future and certainly we're, we're looking at 
our plans for the rest of the year. Um, but I think listening is more important than ever. As you know, we were saying a moment ago, you know, there are brands that, that have had to adjust their tone and approach. And I think listening is an important part to knowing the mood of the nation and knowing where you should play next as a brand. It's super important. And those were our expert guests' views on the news. Thanks to Pete, Simon and Zoe for sharing their perspectives and to you, listener, for joining us. Stay safe and speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and give us a review. Or to get in touch and learn more about Propeller Group, check out our website at www.propellergroup.com.